Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So I said it was like that when I got here. Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black, the one and only chat show on the Internet where we talk about things like pop culture, uh sci-fi fantasy robot space lasers pirates um i am dan selke the editor of winnerscoming.net here with daniel roman another editor of winnerscoming.net and this week special guest star camilla sarveo uh fan-sided expert all-around wonderful writer and pop culture maven um (laughs) uh and also Oh, I can't believe I'm going to ask this. Is that always your hair color? It looks My, great. Well, it, it's been like that for a while. Okay. Yeah. It looks great. And yeah. it matches my shirt a little bit. And it matches it your glasses, too. And your Thank pants. You. Yeah. yeah, you are color coordinated to the house down today. Um, okay. Thanks for coming on, Camilla. Uh, we wanted to have you on because... And hello, everybody who's uh, talking uh, in the chat. Hello, Philip Plus plus it's important that means they love screaming service dan gets a whole half screen to himself we'll see about that uh martha how you doing andrew always excited as, as always love to see you and thanks to everybody watching i agree best part of a wednesday hey everyone best part of my wednesday and uh we wanted to have camilla on because you are something of an expert when it comes to a new netflix television show that dropped over the weekend called one piece camilla if you had to summarize uh one piece the history of it and the importance of it and how we got to this netflix show and to put it in context of what it means for the universe that we're going to talk about it what would you say well uh one piece is kind of like an anime giant everybody's watched one piece if even if they haven't watched the whole thing like myself i have not finished it i have not i mean it's like watched, 80 thousand episodes long it's a ton of episodes and bleach has already has my heart when it comes to a lot of episodes so um it's 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 a really like feel good anime about like friendship and and pirating and just like going after your dreams and I was really terrified that Netflix would Mm -hmm. do the same thing they did with, you know, Bleach, Death Note, Cowboy Bebop. And um, I actually owe Netflix a huge apology. So Netflix, I'm sorry for doubting (laughs) your ability to turn this uh, live action adaptation into what it is, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's they are nailing it, nailing it. Um, I have to say, so, okay, so we're getting some fans already. Andrew 
is kind of uh in my boat he never saw the anime but this live action show is amazing i haven't seen the anime camilla you've seen quite a bit of it and you seem pretty satisfied daniel you're kind of in between where you've seen some of it the anime but not um the whole thing i think we all enjoyed the show yeah uh daniel what was your mm-hmm. take on netflix's one piece um well, kind of very similar to Camilla, I had like rock bottom expectations going into this because Netflix just has a track record of making live action anime shows that are not very good. Dire, um, bad, so terrible, God. They, yeah, yeah. Yes, all those col- colorful descriptors. Um, so I have seen more or less what the live action One Piece covers in the anime. I kind of bounced back and forth between them. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was so good. I think they captured like the fun adventuriness of the anime really well. And obviously the manga too. So before it was an anime, it was a manga. It's been running since like the nineties and it's still going long time. Um, a long time. They're on the anime's over a thousand episodes deep at this point and it's still going. No. Um, yeah, yes started in 1999 uh so yeah i think it's incredible how well they captured it because it is a zany weird story about a pirate kid who stretches to absurd lengths and fights fishmen and you know all sorts of ridiculous stuff but they they really nailed it um so yeah i i liked it a lot and i almost feel like for people who could care less about the anime. It's worth checking out if you just want a fun pirate show. Mm-hmm, definitely. It uh, definitely I'm, was. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm a really go big ahead. fan of the uh, the cast. The cast really sold it for me. They Hello. they everybody nails their part extremely well. I love Go Godoy who plays uh, Luffy. He just Monkey D Luffy monkey d luffy sorry the future king of pirates um but um he just (laughs) embodies him and it it's perfect he is like the heart and soul of that show he was very um kind of infectiously joyful i agree like the show it's okay anime to live action tricky 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 because even like cartoons to live action in general, cartoons are so different. There's so much more, generally speaking, exaggerated and kind of broad and just have a different energy in live action stuff. So when you when you try to take one and put it into live action, it's like the list of successful ones, not just anime, are pretty small. I can think of no example. I'm sure there have been some examples, but um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Whatever, I'll come back to that. Um, anime, especially, like you said, um, bad history. I, I know that Daniel liked Cowboy Bebop, but like, no, I'm glad no one else did. Um, did. Uh, the Death Note movie. <laughs> I, I, I love that Willem Dafoe played a, a soul sucking demon. But other than that, um, I heard it was pretty bad. I forgot they even made a bleach thing. And again, yeah. I haven't seen one Same. piece. Ooh, they made like a full metal alchemist thing on Netflix. I watched part of it. Oh, it's so terrible. Um, you could this felt like they keep a lot of the crazy and again i haven't seen one piece but watching this anime i get the idea that not only is it an anime with a capital a in terms of like all kind of the anime tropes are there but it's like a sillier one like okay so there's one point in the, the, there we go boppy the clown Bippy the clown i forgot his name um buggy. like buggy. buggy there we go sorry i'm like luffy i'd forget it um <laughs> Like in the last episodes, there's a plot line with a Marine commander who's like a corrupt official and he's taking money from these fishmen gangsters to look the other way during their crimes. And he has like mouse ears and cat mm-hmm. whiskers and it's not played for laughs. Like that's just the way he looks and he's just going around being like, uh, I can be persuaded to overlook your crimes if you give me a bigger stack of cash and he gives it to him and he just has these whiskers and mouse ears and it they're just and no one's saying anything about it. But um it it and that did actually work. And I know that's the kind of thing they do in anime all the time. Folks just look weird and just people just don't talk about it. Um and this show seemed to take some of those weirder aspects and 
keep them in the anime, but somehow make them more coherent with a real story than would normally happen. I swear I'll turn over the floor in a second, but like I watched that Full Metal Alchemist thing and they all kind of had the same costumes like Ed and Al and all the the lust and the sins. And they looked ridiculous in live action form. It looks so <laughs> stupid, but somehow they kind of kept a lot of the absurd bits from the one piece anime, put them into live action, but they didn't look stupid. Like it looked like it all was of a piece. Um, Camilla, do you have any insights on how they pulled that off? Because I don't really know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I don't know how they pulled it off. I just love the fact that they embraced it. They didn't try mm -hmm. to like make things look normal. They kept it for like, they, they kept things the way they are more or less, you know, maybe a little toned down with the silliness, but they just embraced it because it's part of their characters. It's part of the world that one piece takes place in. And it's just, it's something that I was really nervous about them doing in the first place. Cause I was like, great. Sure. You know, there's buggy. There's, I forget their names because I'm really oh, terrible. A lot of names. Yeah. There's a guy with a big nose with the groves on it. I'm like, everything's just going to look absolutely terrible. And somehow, even the cats, like in episode three and four, the black cat group there, um, we had Sham and I remember her name <laughs> somehow, Sham and the cook guy, um, you know, with their cat ears and their fangs and they're hissing and they're like particular, like cat-like style when it came to fighting. Like they just embraced it all. And I think that's, that makes the show even more endearing because, yeah, it's silly. We know it's silly, but you're watching because you like it and it makes sense. It did make like visual and narrative sense when you're watching it. It was remarkable. I didn't think it was a perfect show. I had some issues. I'm mean, just in terms of like a normal show show. The, the, the episode three and four where they were with Usup, I think is the name. Yeah. Like that thing dragged on and on and on and on and on like that needed to be over. Um, in general, I, I did like the cast a lot and I I, I liked the spirit of it. It was it's pretty simple. You know, it, it's that anime earnestness where it's everybody is high on love and life and like everyone has very clear motivations. We're not really getting into the nitty gritty of stuff here, although some of them like the actor who played Nami was very was a bit more textured than the other ones. Uh, Daniel, anything that stood out for you, good or bad from One Piece? Well, I think I just need to echo what, what you guys have said about the cast. I, I think yeah, they really good. are a huge part of what makes it work, which is kind of the anime too. Like it's this group that this kid is recruiting people who are insistent. They are not going to be mm -hmm. recruited, but he's just so infectiously fun and optimistic that he ends up getting them to come along. And 
Yeah. So when I first heard they were doing One Piece, part of me thought it was an awful choice because specifically because it is a very exaggerated anime with, sure. like you said, like guys with cat whiskers, stretchy people, Buggy the Clown splitting himself into a million pieces. Like it is, like you said, an anime with a capital A. And I think part of what made it work is that they leaned into that. So like thinking about some of the other anime adaptations that haven't done very well. So like one that always comes to mind for me is Dragon Ball Evolution, which was the Dragon Ball live action movie that was really bad. Um, They tried to make it a lot more serious and heavy. And this is like, if anything, I think the live action show is actually less heavy than the anime at points like just as a kind of a testament to like they really didn't have to tone it down or or change over much it's relatively faithful to the first 50 episodes of the anime with a couple of changes um so yeah i thought the the cast the costuming actually surprisingly really good um filming with real ships and sets I think makes a huge difference. They filmed this in South Africa. So they had a bunch of actual, yeah, the ships, the Baratier, which is the restaurant I thought was a really great set. So Um, good. So yeah. So I, they definitely put the money into this thing to make it really good. Mm -hmm. I, it seems like they knew what they had and they didn't want to mess it up. And they involved the actual creator of the mangas in, in this production. And, yeah, the the results. Uh, I'm in shock that it's not terrible, honestly. Still, um, but so would you guys recommend this for someone who could care less about the anime? Will you watch if they make season two? Carmela, absolutely. It's fun. It's like Dan said. Like if you, it, this is good for people who don't really care to sit down through like over a thousand episodes and I've just never want- seen it. Huh? Yeah. I never watched the anime and, and I was yeah. totally there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so you know, for people who haven't seen it or whatever, it's a really nice like sit down and binge session, which you have to binge this show. It is really mm-hmm. hard to start it and stop it and start it and stop it. At least that's how I felt about it. And I get pretty passionate about shows I like. So that's maybe just the case <laughs> of me being me. But um, I thought it was a really, really nice and very, it eases you into the world of One Piece and like, everything that happens in it and everyone involved in it and definitely if season two gets made i would love to to watch it i would love them for i would love for netflix to make a season two and not pull the plug on it it Same. feels like they're gonna go further i mean with the writer strikes are the, are the biggest problems for them right now i don't know comment about it but daniel first um see someone likes your andrew yes. likes your shirt what what can't you do why thank you I can't. I can't do anything because I'm booked. Oh. Fear my <laughs> bad pun shirt. Will a pun here? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely recommend it to people who haven't seen. And I mean, I will say, like, it, it's not. It it does have you know, like the, the the kind of kiddish adolescent sort of vibe, but it knows it. It's fun, and it 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 it, it had some parts that hit harder than I thought they would. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. In terms of like. I agree with you, Daniel. They're like the money is up there. They spent money on this thing. The sets are incredible. Game of Thrones um, money, more yeah. than Game of Thrones money. They really went whole hog. Special effects are good. The the yeah. wackiness, but mostly it's all of that and the way they balance the cartoonish tone with the more serious parts. Okay, I'm gonna name check yeah. one bit because I think it was interesting illustration of how to kind of adapt this sort of thing correctly. So there's a bit where they're in the ship and they're in a fog and Luffy is guiding them to the next port based on the smell of the cooking yeah. he, he, he smells, which is such a cartoon thing. Like it, it didn't, I mean, it, 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 it reminded me of like, like Looney Tunes when like a scent lifts a character up into the air and like, he just kind of like, like flies along floating toward it. Um, and then in the background, I think it was like Zoro and Nami, who's, I'm pretty sure those are their names, were like, mm-hmm. um, I think it might have brain damage. I think that every day. 
like that joke could have been on like the office or something like that that was like a sitcom it was like two flesh and blood actors like next to each other set it up knock it down like combined with the wacky cartoon stuff and they, 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 they and they found a way for it to like be next to each other like they didn't just they stuck close to the anime obviously again whisker man is proof of that but they Mm -hmm. seem to have finessed things and made use of the fact that these are live action performers too and they're doing things that live action performers are best at like doing like small little interplay like that in the backgrounds which we don't want to get in a cartoon that much it was just very well done. The pacing was up and down. I, I didn't like those th- three and four episodes, but mostly it was just, and again, spectacular to look at. Yeah, bring in season two. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's just unfortunate that um probably won't be out for a long time because not only does that take a lot of effort to make, um, that is exactly the kind of show that the writers and actors can hold up now with the strikes. So uh, balls in their yes. court. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any uh, final thoughts on One Piece from Camilla? Do you have like a favorite character in this? Like anyone who worked particularly well for you? Yes. Yes. I think I have three. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. Nice. I love Zoro. Zoro's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. He's fun. Kanji is amazing. Mm-hmm. The actor learned how to cook and cook for the entire cast in his like costume like you learn that that that's awesome he um, he was that into his his role and he's amazing for it and of course luffy, okay. luffy. i always say luffy luffy he is fantastic i i wish i had a pocket luffy and i could just pull him out when i needed some encouragement like i'm get a funko pop he's great oh yeah <laughs> i do oh, have like a couple thousand funko pops another yeah. one so yeah <laughs> yeah those are my <laughs> final thoughts i like it it works Daniel, did anybody stand out for you? Uh, I think Luffy. I, Luffy is, like you mentioned, Dan, he's kind of the the character that everything else plays off of. So I think if he had been miscast or wasn't as good, the whole rest sure. of the, the show would have fallen apart a little bit. Um, and that so that is kind of true to the anime, too, what you mentioned about them kind of being like, well, he's an idiot. <laughs> and he's like, I need more meat. Uh, you know, like he's just that character. Very anime. So he is the one anime. very, very anime. The, so thing I didn't know, small insert here. One Piece is 
inspired by Journey to the West, which is like a classic Chinese novel. Uh. Also the inspiration for Dragon Ball, Legends of the Monkey King. So that's why Luffy is named Monkey D. Luffy, because he is a play off of the Monkey King character. So that's why he has all of those really exaggerated characteristics. Um, But he's the one I enjoyed the most. I think Zoro is the one who surprised me the most because... I really like the actor who plays Zoro in the anime is the same guy who voices Piccolo in the United States Dragon Ball Z. And he's a, he's a little more emotive. So I just did not know what to expect from the live action oh. actor. I thought he was great. I thought the stunt work was fantastic, too. That really surprised me. And it um, looked real, yeah. like despite how much special effects there were, yes. like it looked grounded. It was nice. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's a scene where they're fighting. It, Zoro's fighting a pe- person in a cat suit, and it do- it looks ridiculous, but it's also really good. Um, I can't believe oh, they pulled right. the show off. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. They, they did hats off to Netflix. Literally, I'm very pleased. I like Zoro yeah, a lot too. Straw he was like getting off. me to laugh, like the simplest, shortest lines. Like he did, that guy has great delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like Nami is kind of undersung because. They have like a 90s sitcom vibe going where like the one girl is the one who's not wacky Mm -hmm. and the one who has to go like, you guys, you're being so crazy. Stop it, which isn't the best. It's it's it definitely gave like everybody loves Raymond or um, like Marge and the Simpsons or something like she's the one who's saddled with that role. But the actor did a great job. Like she probably had like the most emotional to play. I also give a quick shout out to um, the Draco Malfoy joffrey baratheon-esque kind of blonde asshole nepo baby kid of the hook hand i don't even know his name but just <laughs> that's the role i want to play like yeah, how, how, how me that's a good description hell hell meepo yeah like just smarmy feeling like looking superior <laughs> sneering all the time so much fun i didn't really like it when he turned at the end for no i like for no reason like why are you nice now i i i want him to keep on being a, a, a jerk um but maybe maybe later but yeah i really enjoyed it recommend one piece go ahead go off netflix you got one you finally got a live action anime that worked and um they did you you depend on it because i think they put a lot of money into this and merchandising this so they want this to work because they want to have a cash cow and look the actors can use this as leverage to get a fair deal because they're like you want more of this uh giant hit show pay us yeah writer so i hope it happens too yeah. Uh, Camilla, I know that you have to go, but do you have anything else you want to say before you head off? One, thanks for having me on. I oh, always you're so welcome. Thanks for coming on. With you guys. Yeah. Always. And, um, I'm also really enjoying Ahsoka. And last, I, I don't know if you guys are going to talk about it or not, but last night's episode is the only one episode so far that I haven't got pissed after watching. That's it. Ooh. <laughs> ah, nice. Yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm Dave Filoni finally, finally making you happy. Not happy, but like (laughs) not angry. Not angry. Chill, chill. Yeah, I think also chanting like "Don't get angry, don't get angry" five hundred times before I watched the episode helped a little bit. (laughs) It's like a mantra. It's important to get into the right state of mind when you watch a TV show to not throw a brick at the TV and just cost yourself hundreds of dollars. Um, No. I'm glad. So it's good TV all around this week for you. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Camilla, thank you so much for coming by. Come by whatever you want. It's always fun to have you. Love your insights. Um, bon voyage. Because sailing. Yes, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Camilla. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. Sweet. Daniel, what's next on the agenda? Ooh. Well, I am Dan Selke, and I'm here to tell you about some stuff today, as Dan Ooh. Selke would. Um, uh, producer Richard fixed it. My power's been taken away. I was liking um, your impression <laughs> of me, though. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was off the cuff. That was unplanned. So the next, uh, like you said, Dan, it is good TV all around this week. So we're going to talk about some more good TV, uh, and oh, specifically yeah. The Wheel of Time. Uh, season two of the wheel of time is out and that means we can actually talk spoilers about these first three episodes and how we felt about them 
whether they enraged us, endeared us, any of that stuff. So I figured we could we could chat Wheel of Time. So if you haven't seen them, there will be some spoilers here. Um, but Dan, now that we can actually talk the deets on this, mm-hmm. um, how did you feel about these first three episodes? You said that you liked them a lot. Um, I did. Is there any specific plot points or things you didn't like or that you especially liked that we can now talk about? I thought the first episodes were a little bit sleepy. If The second one especially, I don't know, I was kind of dozing off a little tiny bit. You know, but on the other hand, I like that they take their time with the setup here. The Wheel yeah. of Time, big fantasy epic show. These, you know, the these just young whippersnapper kids realize they're all really important to the universe. It's kind of an anime plot line, honestly, where like the teenagers all learn that they have to um, like uh, grow into superheroes and then save the world. Although it's a bit meatier and, and, and gets weirder than that. Um, we talked a lot about this in our spoiler-free review. One thing I didn't say there that I, I want to say now that I forgot to was that they one of the main characters, Matt, was played by a guy named Barney Harris in the first yes. season. He gets replaced by Donald Finn. Is that his name? Donald Finn, yeah. Donald Finn. I want to say Donald Nye because that's the guy at the Night's Watch who I think stabs Jon Snow. Um, but it's Donald Finn, not Donald Nye. Uh, and I just want to say that I think he's really good. I think he might be better than the last guy. Yeah, he has a certain a certain kind of. It's easier to believe that he could be a bit of a rakish troublemaker than the than Barney Harris could as Matt. I think his Matt feels slightly more dangerous, yes. a little sexier, if I can say, just like a little bit more sex appeal, which the show doesn't really have a ton of. Or I don't know. I'm not sure if because the books are kind of in that chase fantasy realm not quite Lord of the Rings, but not Game of Thrones, like sex or anywhere. He just, he convinced me. I had no problem with him at all. I liked him and I like to see more of him. I wish we saw more of him. Um, But yeah, the show was good. It, it You kept saying that it was more confident. It does. It feels like it knows what it wants to yes. do more. And what it wants to do is spend time with granite jawed, powerful women who um, stare daggers at each other <laughs> while just dominating the screen and just they're going to let you know they're here in charge. And I'm OK with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, I it definitely does feel like a better show this season. I feel like mm. I have been a little hard on it. Uh, just thinking about some adaptation choices I've liked or not liked. But like as a show, I think it's pretty indisputable that this season is better than season one and, and, the and fans pretty much every way uh they are yeah um and i i really like donald finn as matt too i was nervous about him obviously anytime you recast like a major yeah. role like matt uh you know that's like recasting han solo in star wars essentially yeah. so it's it's a hard recast to pull off but i agree with you i think he is a you know a more charming matt I think he mm. gets the roguishness of Matt a little better. Um, season one, Matt was kind of shitty. Um, so sorry, sorry, cursing, but like he he was just kind of awful. And like, I I think the show has a little bit of a problem actually with making all of the characters like slightly worse people than they are in the books. I don't really know why they're doing that, uh, but I think it's fun. Donald Finn's matt is a bit of a course correction well it can be fun uh but then you have like i really dislike what they're doing with moiraine this season um so that is like probably oh man i hate it she's just awful to everyone she's around this is so moiraine losing her powers is a big deviation in the first place she never loses her powers in in the novels and it's a particular thing that i hate that tv shows do where they're like we don't know what to do with this powerful person we'll take away their powers to see how they cope with it and it's fascinating to me to see both the wheel of time and the witcher they both made this same decision for their second seasons for the exact same reason which is their female lead isn't in that whichever book they were adapting very much at that point yennefer is not really in the first witcher novel blood of elves Moiraine is kind of in the backseat for a lot of the book that this season is adapting for the Wheel of Time. Um, And I just, 
I don't know. It's just not working for me. I And it's not the performance. I think Rosamund Pike is incredible. Like she could act staring at a wall and it would be compelling. Uh, so she's doing a great job with the material. I just... I just don't really like where it's going. And they're pulling some plot lines forward from later books to service this. And it, it makes me really nervous about what later seasons are going to look like. Um, but yeah, in, in general, it's great. I think the action scenes are better this season. Perrin's finally getting mm-hmm. a little bit more attention on his wolf stuff, which is nice because wow. I, I do like the Perrin wolf stuff. <laughs> um, so we're, they're bringing back stuff they cut from last season um like elias who is kind of the the guy who who's maybe given yeah. off some wolfy vibes with his golden eyes and such he's he was supposed to be in last season and they cut him um so yeah season two of the wheel of time is pretty good next episode is out tomorrow um i'm trying to think what else i want to touch on here oh the sean chan uh, what do mm-hmm. you think of the Sean Chan so far, Dan? Fabulous. I mean, most of the Sean Chan is all about that costume with the giant nails and the mask and the implacable, yeah. um, unmoving ferocity. Um, the Sean Chan are a mood. The moods are better this time. We have a great uh, comment from yeah. James Alexander, who is not liking the changes. But I want to I, I, I push back on Moraine a little bit because. Um, sure. Okay, so she's stilled as. um as James said, they stilled her or whatever we they're think. doing exactly. Yeah, or maybe it's just we shielded. Think. Who knows? Yeah. And the eyes that I should treat her with respect. We don't I know. don't know if that's realistic or not. I will say, I mean, yeah. So when we were talking about this and we made the Witcher comparison, they mm-hmm. still basically Yennefer in second season, and that was very boring. And I thought something would happen. I have not been bored by the Moiraine can't use magic plot like I was oh, with no. the Yennefer can't use magic plot. In part, part of it is because Rosalind Pike is so good, and I just want to watch her. But mm-hmm. I think they're. Do- it's not my favorite plot line of the season, but I am liking it. I I like to see Moiraine kind of still command a room and go about her business, even though she can't like zappy zap people. Also, here's an argument for you from a book argument. In the books, yes, what I've read, I haven't read. I've read like four. Um. Everyone seems distrustful of the Aes Sedai, which yeah. never made a lot of sense to me because Moraine was so clearly like the most competent, coolest, best person around. Like just in the books, the way Rand's like, I'm not going to trust Moraine. I'm like, why not? She's so much better than you. Um, it's kind of <laughs> the way that I always felt in the books. I will say, I think they're doing a good job in this season with Moraine of presenting a version of the Aes Sedai, I can kind of see people not trusting like the way that she's just so closed off and keeps everything behind this wall. But Roseman Pike did like sells it in a way that you still know there's stuff going on behind there. Like it's, it's adding a dimension that I thought was kind of missing from the books. Cause I'm, 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 is this just me? Was I the owner reading the books? Like just yelling, like just talk to the Aes Sedai. They're cool and they're awesome. And they're better than you. And then in in the show, I kind of yes. get it. Like I, I kind of get why they're a little less willing to just trust these women who are so powerful and don't give any of show any of like their cards. Really, keep them very close to their chests. I think that's kind of been effective for me. And Rosamund Pike is very very good. That's that that's the obvious bit there. Yeah, uh, I I do agree with you. I think they're doing a really good job of getting that across with more than just Rosamund Pike, uh, with Alana, with Leandrin, mm-hmm. with Leanne. Uh, so I I did get that in the books. I, I definitely felt like, you know, the reason that everyone doesn't trust them is because they always have their own schemes and they're perfectly happy to manipulate people to achieve them. Uh, Rand in particular being like, I don't trust Moiraine. I, I agree with you. That got to a point where it was like, come on, Rand. Why not? I think the payoff for that worked well in the books, which we, we're not going to get into. But um, yeah, so I think that they are doing that well. My biggest thing that is bugging me with the Moiraine plotline is specifically like, so they are exploring what it means for Lan as her warder to not mm-hmm. be able to still be her warder basically 
Um, and what they are pulling for that. So in the books at this point, there's a plot line where Lan finds out Moraine made plans for what would happen after she died for Lan's bond. Essentially, she decided without him, it would pass on to another person. This is not mm. the show is not doing this. So this isn't a spoiler. The show is still kind of exploring what would what it means for Lan to not have that bond. But it is just doing it because Moraine doesn't want him around. And that is a very stark difference to saying, if I die, X, Y, Z will happen versus you're not my equal. I don't want you around. I will have people take your bond by force, which is like having I I take someone's bond by force like that is akin to rape in this world. So there are elements of that that they're they're pulling from later books without the context that made those elements work in later books. Does that make sense? It I don't know. So this is a an instance where I'm like, I can appreciate what's happening on screen as an adaptation. I can also say that I don't really like the direction they're taking it, but a lot of it will depend on what they do in the back half of the season for me. I think that's true. I, I, I think it's good enough that I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt of the doubt. Um, and of course, as someone who hasn't gotten those points in the books, like maybe there's a twist, maybe she's keeping something close to her chest. And I know that's like a bad argument for why something's good or bad, but it seems assured enough that I'm willing to go with it and see where it goes. It's not taking me out of it. But again, I haven't read that far into the books. That's good. I also really quickly, we haven't talked about Rand that much just for, for how much of an important character he is. I've, I've liked what he's done. Um, James Alexander said they made Rand a nurse in kind of a way that implies that he doesn't really happy with it. But fantasy fan points out that wow. he's in a place for a reason. I actually liked, I thought that was kind of clever that he's, um, yes, that he, he's not really, I mean, he's trying to get to low gain because he's a man who can channel. I, I like that. I, I thought that was a good use of Rand's time. I know that in, in yeah. your review, you were talking about how it doesn't make much sense for Rand to, like, you know, try to get away from his friends so he won't hurt people, then go to a new area where he could hurt people and form a new attachment to Celine. I didn't see that as a problem because he doesn't want to hurt his friends. But I mean, you know, things happen. You you, you don't intend to fall in love with a mysterious innkeeper who's Mrs. Robinson, you on the side. But, you know, what? sometimes it happens. And then and now there's conflict. Um, So I don't think he yeah. intends to make any new connections that he's going to hurt. But maybe it'll happen anyway. Because he's he's young and impulsive yeah. and red hair. I I think with Rand, I do like the sanitarium plotline. Obviously, that's all new. That there's no real basis from the books aside from that. Rand does want people to teach him how to use the one power. Sure, I like that they're starting to work that in with Loghain. Um, I really like the actor who plays Loghain. So, like, yeah, give him more material. I'm I'm he's so cute. fine with that. He's cute. Yeah, he he's he's great. Um, but my so yes, I do have issues with the fact that Rand is just kind of like comfortably in Kyrian because like he faked his own death because he was a danger to be around for people, and now he's just being around other people and putting those people in danger. Versus, he likes. so people he likes to varying degrees. So there was a lot of to do before this season about like they were adapting his arc from the dragon reborn, which is the third book. That's why they had Rand go off on his own. Not really. (laughs) They basically just use that as an excuse to have Rand by himself. When Rand goes off in the dragon reborn, he is like driven by paranoia for a purpose where he is traveling to a place on his own. And that just is not the case in season two. Like they basically just wanted it so that, Rand could be in Kyrian. Well, it's mostly off screen. So Rand only has six chapters in that book. The book mm-hmm. named after him, he's in very little. Um, but I, the biggest issue I had is just that they introduced Celine off screen. I feel like that was kind of a cop out. And I know that didn't bug you as much. Yeah, I didn't um, mind it at all. But that was one I, I didn't particularly like. Really? It's a, I don't know. Because like I thought I'd want her to have a big entrance, but... I mean, again, and we're not doing spoilers, but now I think yes. maybe if they gave her like a big mystical entrance, it would give too much away. I really didn't think it was a problem at all. 
like when you told me i thought yeah. there'd be like some dumb flashbacks or something but no i, I think it's fine he's he's with a with a with a with a very suspiciously attractive innkeeper who is doing a mrs robinson on him um <laughs> sure i i went with it in yeah. the books it, it, it's definitely I, different but the books aren't perfect their books are kind of dorky um, oh no they, i did they not definitely got it. their issues i i, I don't i not say anything too much because episode four is and 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 you'll learn more very shortly about celine so maybe just move on because we could go deeper but then yeah. we'll spoil things yeah i think one of the it is fascinating to me with like is xyz on the nose is a two on the nose with some of the foreshadowing mm-hmm. it's very i i got a text from my sister about this about a different character saying is, is this too obvious i feel you know i have thoughts whenever they open their mouth about you know hidden motives and whatever and it is hard to divorce yourself with this show in particular because i think they are being you know more on the nose than game of thrones with its foreshadowing well, like thinking yeah. back to that little carved r plus you know l equals j on the in the pillar at castle black you know they had lots of very small things like like hmm. uh maester Eamon telling talking about a targaryen alone and then the camera cuts to john so like they had foreshadowing bits but it's different than the wheel of time where they are like absolutely seeding in things for people at kind of every stage of this journey um I think considering the the enormity of that task, they're doing a good job. Even if I have reservations where I'm like, really need to see where this is going. You're making me nervous, Rafe Judkins, but I want to trust you. Uh, James says that one of the biggest themes of the book is Ram becoming too hard. And it all starts with Rand at the beginning of the book too. Land is used as a measure so you can see where Rand is, which is interesting. I'm sure they'll get back to that. I'm sure they'll meet up again at some point. Yeah. We can see some Rand land interaction. Bottom line is, I, I I'm liking it. I wish I had more screeners, and I'm sorry that I don't. And if you're if you're watching this, Jeff, um, <laughs> I I'd love some. Give me some because you made a good show, and I want to watch yeah. it. Dan, uh, quickly because yes. we're 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 running good on time because we have so much fun today. Um, how was Ahsoka? Uh, the latest episode was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot of lightsaber fighting. So if you like lightsaber fighting, you will probably like this one. And if you don't like lightsaber fighting, I don't know who you are. Um, but yeah, not good, good, solid episode. This was kind of like the midpoint episode where everything kind of shifts. <laughs> uh, it ended on a few really big cliffhangers as well as bringing in, you know, Know, a very beloved guest star as the end credits stinger oh, and right. introducing probably one of yep yep you can probably guess it um they also introduced probably one of the weirdest most out there concepts from star wars rebels they're bringing into the show which is the world between worlds which is this kind of uh i saw one writer i follow compare it to the ways in wheel of time and sure. that's a pretty good comparison. It's Star Wars's version of the ways, but if that was affecting time and space. So you can go to different times, you can go to different places. Yeah, everything is happening in this one space at once. So Ahsoka is getting a little trippy, but really good. Uh, Ray Stevenson, loving this is one of Ray Stevenson's final performances. I, mm-hmm. He's really, really good in this show. Um, so yeah. Ahsoka, definitely worth watching. Um, nice. So all of you out there, and you, Dan, what are you watching aside from? It was pretty all much these all about One Piece this weekend. It was a long weekend, and I, I watched almost the entire. I, I, I finished it out last night, uh, so that's pretty much nice. it. <laughs> and, I, and I don't regret it. Um, and I'm uh, and I'm still reading out the Three Body Problem, which I'll, I'll finish soon. Stop judging me. Nice. Uh, James Alexander about Lan and Rand said that they kind of messed it up already. Lan isn't in the show. <laughs> he is not a fan of the, uh, this portrayal of Lan. Which again, maybe well, just that I haven't read all the books. Maybe it's different. I I'm enjoying it. I mean, again, I don't think the Lan and Moraine plot. It's not like what I what I'm tuning in for or anything. But I I'm yeah. I'm, I'm liking it just fine. 
Yeah. So I, I do want to, I'll briefly answer that. So mm. Lan in the books, he does have more of a dynamic of coaching Rand. Like that is mm -hmm. kind of a, a tension point between him and Moiraine where he's like, I just Remember think that, yeah. Lan should be coached if he's going to deal with Aes Sedai. And Moiraine's like, why are you doing that? That makes him harder for us to manipulate. Um, so I am, I as well, and I'm sad we haven't gotten that yet, but I am hopeful <laughs> that we are gonna, because that is I'm an important sure part will. of the book series. Yeah. So they're reshuffling when some of these things are going to happen. I'm hopeful we're still going to get that. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't blame people for being sad. We haven't yet. Well, no, but as uh, Stephanie says, Lan is the show. <laughs> He's the reason to watch. Nice. Respect, hey, Stephanie. Daniel I, Henny I really is like a solid that. eye candy in you. And he's, I think he is doing a solid job. It's mm -hmm. a different Lan. It's kind of like Lan right. and Nynaeve. Uh, you know, Nynaeve a little less so because she's kind of an unreliable narrator where she seems very angry but also her internal monologue kind of betrays her a little bit that she's like tugging on her mm. braid and has all these tells. Lan is another one of those where he's like, he's stoicism incarnate and you kind of get to know him over time. And the show has just get, made him much more accessible out of the gate. We'll um, say the, the but, one thing, sorry, go on, go on. No, I was going to change the subject. So well, you, you, I had one more thing to say about the Wheel of Times. I didn't say it in a response for you either. I didn't say it's in our spoiler-free review either. The one thing from the books that I do miss, honestly, like I, I don't really care about anything, but um, or at least for me, it, it it's <laughs> it's. I said that wrong. I, I I I don't not care. For me, all of that is not bothering me. I do miss mm -hmm. loyal, loyal. I really yes. liked in the books a lot. I thought he had a lot of presence. He's very charming, kind of this like gentle giant, like kind of looks. A little scary and alien but is actually like, like a big old book nerd and just it, it's like yep. the mildest and meekest of them all and in the show he's just kind of there and he doesn't he, I, I don't feel like he has much presence at all um not really much about his personality so that i wish they'd put more focus and given more attention to loyal's characterization but you know what? Yeah, it is. They do have a lot to do and they have eight episodes to do it. They so do. like, I, I'm not too mad about it, but I, I do miss like loyal and naive are my two favorites from the books. And yeah, I just wish there was more loyal. This is one of those instances where I do really, really, really was on would maybe screw their head on straight and give them more episodes because th this is a series where it's like, you could very much justify having more episodes per yeah, season in this show, because that's the way you're going to get stuff like loyal, like, you know, during fights, they're like all fighting and he's like scribbling in a book because he wants to write this <laughs> chronicle. Like it is Good super charming. Yeah. And, and it makes it stand out more when they make more controversial decisions because there's less time so there's more pressure for every single thing to fit into this puzzle piece in some very specific way. Whereas the books like Robert Jordan meanders all over the place. Like it is, at, they absolutely need to streamline some stuff, but I wish yeah, Amazon yeah, would like, like give them 10 episodes at least. That'd be cool. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I wouldn't object. Like I will say they're long episodes, like they're eight episodes, but like they're like hour they plus. It's not like they're short, but yeah. It's an it's an imperfect world. I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, it's true. Yeah. Watch anything else, Daniel? Before we get to the Wick News Lightning Round. Um, I'm not watching anything else. Uh, one Piece was definitely my week over here a lot too, and mm -hmm. Wheel of Time and Ahsoka. Uh, and yeah, bouncing back and forth between the anime and the live action One Piece. I think I've watched <laughs> like 50 episodes of the anime, so it's, it's you been a lot. In. Uh, I did. It's been fun. It's been so fun. And I like I'm a huge like I love Dragon Ball Z and it's very similar. The anime is surprisingly sure. similar st structurally. Um, and even with some of the huh? Shonen anime, I think is I think it's what that called. Like Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, like anime for like teen boys is basically what it is. Ah, well, I believe Not that, that. It can't be enjoying everybody. Hello, it me. 
Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, I have been reading this week. So I start, I'm going to show some books, the children of gods and fighting men by Shauna Lawless. I started this cool. book this week. It's kind of like Irish game of Thrones. It's Ooh, set in like, like medieval it. Ireland with like these kind of feuding magical, uh, races that are in hiding among regular people so like there are fun like last kingdom type references like bamberg castle has been referenced in this book already oh cool um really sharply written i'm enjoying that book a lot uh the sequel comes out this month which is why i started it and this other one i got this yesterday i need to show off this cover so this is starter villain by john scalzi ah the cat cat in a suit uh, and it's about a a guy whose uncle, who he doesn't know very well, dies, and then he inherits his supervillain business, <laughs> uh, which has cats as spies, dolphins who want a better union, uh, and <laughs> volcano lairs and all this kind of stuff. So it is wacky as hell, and I'm loving it. Uh, I have a friend yeah, who so would like, love into. that. I might get that for a gift or something. It does sound intriguing. Thank it's you for showing that book, one off. Yeah. And yet yeah yeah starter villain this comes out on the 19th i think so in a couple of weeks i i mean it's it's basically like a popcorn read if that makes sense like it's a very easy very light read just there to make you laugh a bunch for 300 pages pretty much but yeah that's what i've been into this week after i finish the three body problem i'm thinking of doing a brandon sanderson thing we'll talk later about which one i should do Ooh. Yes. Yeah, I definitely have thoughts. You have lots of options. Yes, I do. That's kind of one thing we... Yes. I'm glad I have you who knows them very well so I can ask you. Yes, I'm always happy to talk Brandon Sanderson. He has a lot of... He's had three books come out this year. I have not kept up. Of course he has. Bro needs needs a vacation. Uh, (laughs) But I think we're pushing time. Shall we lightning round? Let's do it. Let's hit it. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to ask you this first one. Uh, so for those of you watching who've never seen the show before, this is the part where we get into news we didn't have the time for in the main show. And we talk about them for 20 seconds each. Otherwise, we are buzzed into infamy and shame by producer Richard. Yes, and it sounds like that. That part. Dan, here is the first one. Mm-hmm. Marvel had announced a bunch of delays and date changes. Uh, they've delayed Agatha, the Darkhold Diaries, which is the new Coven of Chaos name, Echo, and they took Ironheart off the schedule entirely. They also moved up What If Season 2. Uh, how do you feel about this? I feel like the AMPTP should sign a deal with the actors and writers unions so they can start promoting things making things and getting TV shows out to us and not delaying things to make up for the fact they're losing time. Um, That's what I think. Uh, Go do that. All right. I can only agree. Uh, Daniel, um, the second season of Arcane, which you were a fan of, kind of this adaptation of League of Legends, um, is coming out on Mm -hmm. Netflix in winter of 2024. Yeah, so Arcane Season 1 was a a really, I thought, just a really good show. Uh, Season 2 is coming out next winter. We finally got confirmation about when to expect it from Riot Games, who makes League of Legends. Their parent Mm -hmm. company basically confirmed that it's coming out next winter. So mark your calendars, but don't rush too much because we have a year. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be fine. (laughs) Right. If We'll have to, you know, hang in there in the meantime. So Game of Thrones star Lena Headey, who played Cersei Lannister, suffered some kind of leg injury this week uh, and posted to Instagram that she has to be in a cast for the next six weeks. Oh, no. Um, I want to say, really, uh, I'm sorry you hurt your foot, Lena Headey, um, <laughs> whether you were doing it dancing, uh, uh, skiing. Mountain climbing, I don't know, but whatever it was, sorry. And I hope you heal up nice. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. Okay, that was four seconds to spare. Uh, Daniel, here's an interesting one. Okay, so the strike's still going on. Actors and writers strikes. 
AMC has cut a deal with the Actors Union SAG-AFTRA, SAG-AFTRA to keep filming Interview with the Vampire and two Walking Dead spinoffs. So they're just going to film through it, but they got a, the union agreed to let them. How'd that work? Yes. Yeah. So AMC made, uh, it's called an interim deal. So basically they agreed to all of SAG-AFTRA's demands. Oh, that's cool. In order to be able to film these. Yeah. So this is an instance where they're just like, we can do that. And SAG said, okay, cool. Uh, keep making interview with the vampire. And I think it's Daryl Dixon and the, uh, the Rick I'm and sure Michonne Rick show. show. Those are yeah. all still filming work. Um, yeah. Work. So here's one that's been making news uh, the past couple of days. So Joe Jonas, who is the uh-huh. husband of Sophie Turner, uh, reportedly hired a divorce attorney. And then today, uh, Turner issued a joint statement saying that they are separating. Yeah. Joe Jonas, uh, a member of the Jonas Brothers and Sophie Turner, Sean Stark, Game of Thrones, are getting a divorce. That's too bad. Um I mean, you know, it's a couple breaking up. It's it's kind of their business. But um, what I liked was that there were all these quotes immediately after about like from like a source yeah. close to the family who was like saying all these like, well, this is why they were doing it. And like, who is close to the you're, you can't be that close to them if you're telling all this stuff. I think it was Nick Jonas. OK, yeah, I it's definitely sus. <laughs> it's just weird. Like and, and, and that always happens like a source close to the family says that he was cheating or they were partying like who who is saying this um yeah anyway uh daniel the second season of yes. my adventures with superman which is a really good show by the way um is on the way they made nice. the first two seasons concurrently and they have plenty more planned yeah so uh the creator of my adventures with superman whose name evades me uh I don't know. basically confirmed Kal-El. in the past week that did you say Cal? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Cal L, creator of Cal L Superman. Uh, they made the first two seasons at the same time, so we're definitely getting season two, and they have a bunch more seasons planned. So studios get stuff sorted so that they can make those. People seem to like it. Usually fun. I like it. Um. All right, let's end in Westeros as let's we do. Let's do it. Um. So House of the Dragon has reportedly cast another rat catcher for episode two. What do we make uh, of yeah. this? Yeah, rat catchers are important to this. So if you've read George Martin, Fire and Blood, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a scene where a rat catcher and a former soldier cause some major trouble uh, in the Red Keep. And afterwards, all the rat catchers are put to death. We'll leave it there. But um, this rat catcher is probably one of those many unfortunates who are killed after (laughs) another one does something very, very naughty. Stay tuned. Uh, Speaking of House of the Dragon season two, they wrapped up this enormous battle scene. They were filming in Bourne Woods in England. I think that's the end for their outdoor filming. I think now the rest for like the next month is just inside. Yeah. Yep. Exactly what you just said. They're now continuing at Leavesden Studios for, I think, roughly another month, month and a half (laughs) they have left. But they wrapped uh, this enormous set piece in Bourne Woods, uh, and that was seemingly a pretty large chunk of production. So, huzzah, House of the Dragon. I hope it turns out well, and uh, can't wait to see. Can't wait to see it. True. And we can't wait to see you back here every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Melbourne, or 5 a.m. Melbourne, where we um, stream episodes of the show, take the black, talk about pop culture, fantasy, sci-fi, movies, TV, all that good stuff. We're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. Thank you for joining us. This is a lot of fun. Um, we'll be back next week, next Wednesday. Show up, uh, participate, comment. We love to hear from you. It was like, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, we'll see you next week. Until then, one piece, more like one piece of crap, but not really. I just want to say the pun. Bye, everybody. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Fansider. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.